It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you to our sponsors, the Wall Street Memes Casino, with over 5,000 custom games to choose from. Enjoy live dealers and in-play sports betting, from football to esports. Get a 200% sign-up bonus on your initial deposit up to $25,000. Use code IFLTV24. Deposit now by visiting Wall Street Memes Casino today. 18 plus only, please gamble responsibly. This is Kuben Cassis for IFL TV. Absolutely delighted to be joined by Mr. Chris Eubank Senior. How are you, first of all? Wonderful, rough stuff, all right, them near me. <laughs> yeah, I'm good, excellent, thank you. It's been quite a while actually since we've done an interview. I think probably maybe three or four years since we've actually sat down. Um, I haven't really seen you, to be honest with you, because... Well, I'm a very... Well, I'm, I'm occupied, and I'm preoccupied, and I have been preoccupied, but with wonderful things. And it's all about teaching. It's all about doing what I do, which is to tell people how to do the how, as I was just doing with Gareth, as you saw. Yeah, I was actually uh, privileged to listen to a little bit of a conversation between yourself and Gareth, which we don't need to obviously go into, but um, yeah, uh, you can still give advice at whatever stage and age you're at in your life to people. Yeah. Whether they take it is a different situation. Well, when it comes to winning, I kind of have a, well, I know how. Experience is a wonderful thing, yeah, because it, te it teaches you how to teach others. Chris, I want to start talking about um, Harlem Newbank, um, who you've obviously, your nephew and someone who you've taken upon to guide um, for the foreseeable future. Um, why is that happening now? Why didn't it happen a few years ago when he turned professional? Um, let's say he was in a bind. You know, you have promoters uh, and you have managers who work with the promoters and you have trainers who are also managers who also work with the promoters. And so he was in a bind and he's out of that bind now. Uh, his father passed away and 
my brother, Simon, who, you know, had 20 losses in 27 fights. You know, my job is to protect uh, all fighters, not just Harlem, from going through what my brother went through, which is to be mismatched, which is to be misused. Um, and in actual fact, to actually make him come forward quicker. He's 19 fights, uh, 11 years in the, in the way of life, which boxing is a way of life. Uh, and my job now is to actually make sure he gets the best out of the rest of his career. He is my surrogate son now. Do you believe that what you can offer him has been missing from his career? Yes. Yes, absolutely, yeah. What's, what's always going to be missing from uh, a fighter's career is someone who's been there. If you don't feel it, you don't know it. So when you have a, a physical uh, instructor who teaches you the education of being fit, he's not teaching you what it is to actually be in a ring and in a fight you can't win. And that is what I teach. I teach integrity. Excuse me. That's okay. Who's up? You sure? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's been talk of Harlem Eubank for the last few years, but it's always been on the cusp. But now you believe the time for him to kind of really put himself out there and actually show people what he's actually capable of. And he has all the skill sets to do just that. You know, he's a beautiful uh, boxer, uh, moves like Sugary Leonard. Uh, and, you know, to get to the point, the point is, Conor Ben is talking about he wants to go and conquer the world. Well, you know, you have to get past someone because to date, you haven't gotten past anyone of note. And if it is of note, I don't know of that person. Now, you know, in Harlem's last fight, he beat a person, a German, who uh, had a very high standard. Now, uh, Connor, I don't see, I mean, Connor has such a big name. He has his father's name. He has a promoter that's pushing him and giving him a position of which I don't know that he's earned that position. And I think now, you know, Harlem, the gold Eubank, 19 fights unbeaten. The only undefeated Eubank is the correct fight. And it's the right weight. 147 fights 147. Not 147 fights 160. That's running amok. That's someone showing you they know nothing about boxing and the dangers that are in boxing. So this is the real fight. Otherwise, I wouldn't be standing next to him. I wouldn't be with him. I wouldn't be talking this fight. You know, they're both great fighters, young great fighters. And I think, um, I think Harlem beats him on this and this heart. Now, you know, his people would say, well, we'll see about that. Well, let's see. And I think after, the, the person who wins that fight is so then able to go and then conquer Europe and the rest of the world, the United States. You know, but Connor shouldn't be calling out uh, these names he's calling out, like Crawford shouldn't be calling those names out without having, having got past someone. You've got to climb still. You've got to earn your position. You can't just talk your position because you have a promoter who has money and influence 
and that nepotism. No, 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 no. No, you've got to earn that. And the first earning of it will be through Harlem the Gold Eubank. He is the Eubank who is unbeaten. Yes, undefeated. Yeah, uh, that's where we are. Chris, let's jump straight into it with this um, ever-going and growing situation regarding your son Chris and, and Connor. Are, are you very much against this fight as the first time you ever spoke about this fight? Are you very much against this fight now, still? I've always been against the fight. That's why the fight didn't happen. I mean, I've said it enough times, but yeah. people don't seem to believe me. Like, how could one man actually have stopped that? I know the boss. Who's the boss? <laughs> That's not for you to know. And you'll never find out, but I know the boss. And that's what that fight didn't happen. Said it at the time. In fact, you know what? That's past us now. Here is the point. When uh, a promoter is trying to, and any promoter, this is across the spectrum, when any promoter is trying to match a fighter like 16 pounds difference, so, you know, Connor's 147, Junior was 160. That is unfair for the 160 because he's got to boil himself down from 175. Now, my son Junior walks around at 13 stones 5. That's 187 pounds. It is not possible for him to get down to 160 anymore. That's one. Two, we all saw him at 159 where the world says he was, he was emaciated and was like, wow, didn't really realize that. Even Nigel was even Nigel was apologizing to me. Didn't know. Sorry, Chris. Sorry. Is that what you have to tell me? Sorry? You nearly killed my boy? If that fight would have happened? Chris, obviously, we know Conor Ben is in action this weekend um, against Peter Dobson. Speaking to Eddie Hearn over the last couple of weeks, he still says the intention is to make, at some point this year, a fight between your son and Conor Ben. So, Eddie Hearn has said this multiple times in the last couple of weeks, that that's still an intention for that fight to happen this year. So are you telling me that that fight won't happen this year because of your input into this situation? Yes. Yes. Yes, I am telling you that. The fact that he's still going on, you want to lose more money? You want to actually bring your company into more disrepute? Well, good luck. No, really, good luck. You know, because, uh, again, <laughs> no, I ain't telling you anything. <laughs> what you do is you carry on doing what you want to do. But, you know, I'll tell you what you want to do first is look at Junior's weight. At 13 stones 5, 187 pounds, you think he can lose 27 pounds to get down to 160, yeah? That fight spoiled my son. Too big. All they, all they did, and I thank you for it, Matroom, all you did was build me back up and, and show a new generation, Nigel Ben and Chris Eubank. And what we did, that's all you did. And if you want to do it again, be my guest. Uh, in actual fact, if you do do it, let me thank you now for raising my profile even more. It's not like I'm, I'm not trying. So if you want to carry on helping me, thank you. In advance. Uh, sorry. Rastafari. 
Chris, when the situation back in October of 2022, the fight didn't materialise because of Conor Ben's situation. Let's flash forward to December of um, 2023 and also dates touted for the early part of this year. The understanding that we have is that the fight didn't materialise for the second time because numbers and figures couldn't have been agreed um, in relation to your son. That's the reasons we were led to believe that, that that's why that we haven't seen that fight either the back end of December or the start of February. What can you say about that? Ask who give you, the person who gave you the information, ask them. That's not my information. So if, okay, so I will, I will refer back to this 100%. Um, so if the figures could have been met to <laughs> Team Eubank, obviously that includes your son, Chris, are you telling me that this fight still wouldn't have happened regardless of whether the numbers and the, the figures were correct in your way? It are going to never happen, dreadlocks. It's not going to happen. But, you, you, you know, keep on trying. You know, and if you succeed, you know, you'll get close perhaps. But you'll never reach. And it's not because of anything other than right now, Junior is walking around at 13 stones 5. You know, if they understood boxing, they'd understand what that means. If they understood the build-up that they put behind that fight and how, uh, how much uh, hot air they pumped into both fighters to come back down now, with the weight, you know, the reason why this is happening is because these promoters have no understanding of what boxing really is. They are transacting men. They don't know about boxing. They don't know about the art, the craft, and the life you have to live to be a boxer. But they talk to the public like they do know. They have no idea. Uh, so effectively, they are misinforming uh, the public in order to make money for themselves. Yes. And it's shameful. It's shameful. Destroying both fighters in terms of weight. Connor having to go up and then come back down to 147 after he supposedly beats Junior. How does the Junior, how does the junior lose to uh, 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 Mr. Smith? and then comes back as though it's some type of like, oh, well, you know, it was just a mishap. You don't have mishaps in boxing. You have burnouts. Let's, let's talk about your son. Under huge pressure uh, in his rematch with Liam Smith last year, um, after, as you refer to, uh, what happened in, in the first fight. Um, I'm not going to say it was, well, I can say from the outside perception, it was a, a potential career ender if he hadn't beaten Liam Smith that night in that rematch. Is that a fair comment to make or not? I mean, I, I, I have so little care about that, you know, so I don't have any care about that subject matter. When we look now at potentially what could be 
uh, possible for your son. And let's take away any talk at the moment of any potential Conor Ben fight. Why would you say that? There isn't any. This is just something that the promoters have put in your head. And so then you tell the people and the people say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't exist. So what is the plan for your son now? Does he, is it about getting in the big fights, which is of financial reward, or is it about winning a world title? Because they could be two different things. Yes, exactly. It's two different things. And if he's still chasing money, then it's all uh, smoke and mirrors. If he wants to be a champion, if he wants to win the hearts of the people, then that's fighting Canelo. That's the only person out there now, that's the only person out there now who is who could be his saving grace. He doesn't have anything else. There isn't anybody else out there. Canelo beats my son, in my view. The only way he gets past Canelo is if I'm helping him. Because I know. And regardless of what you guys think, and when I say you guys, you know who I'm talking to, you promoters. Regardless of what you think, you're never going to beat me. Never. Chris, why are you saying if, if, if you're involved? Why aren't you involved then? You said if. No, I said if because he is his own manager. He asked me to leave. He said, you know, that I want to, I want to do it my way now. When did he say this to you? At what point of his career did he say this to you? This was uh, about three years ago. Which is, so the time when you would have heard him say, my dad seems to have gone missing. You remember the interview? Yeah, I do. Okay, it was around that time. I didn't go missing. He said, "I'm the boss. I want to do it my way now." Well, you know, if you're the boss and I'm a boss, then we have to split because I am the boss. You, you know, a son cannot be a boss over his dad. That would make one of us a moron, and I'm not a moron. So obviously, I moved and done and went and did the things that I was doing. And, and I, thank, I thank him for taking, you know, for taking the bull by the horns because now he can see how, not just difficult, how impossible it is to actually be in this game and rise without a man like me. Not because of, it's not ego, it's my experience. My experience put him in a place he could never have got to. And my love and my advice is still there for him. But as I said, to uh, talk sport, all he has to do is have the humility to come and ask. If he doesn't ask, I'm, not, I'm no longer uh, uh, volunteering. I've volunteered all my life, or all his life, for him. No more volunteering. You have to come now and ask. That's the only way he gets past Canelo. And he has a bright future financially in front of him if he comes back home. I'm home. He's out there with the wolves. And I know they're wolves. How do I know? <laughs> I contested against them, all of them. I even put, I, I even put Matchroom. I mean, ask Barry Hearn. Who, brought, who, who do you think brought Barry Hearn into Sky? 1994, eight-fight deal. I brought him into Sky. From that, Barry was able to do his darts, his fishing, and all the other sports he got involved with. Matchroom is mine. I remember saying to my daughter once, 
you know, well, you know, what have you, what have you done, Dad? I said, the reason why, you know, your boyfriend, he wouldn't have a job. He would not have a job if I didn't do what I did for Matchroom. At the time, you had a Frank Warren, you had Mickey Duff, you had uh, these uh, uh, other, uh, let's call them uh, gangs. Cartel they were referred to. Yes, okay. And someone had to come out on top. Well, it was, it's it's never the promoters, it's the What fighter do you have? And Barry had me. And I'm the one who put him on top of the world and brought him into Sky. Now, I don't say that in any way to... uh, I'm not bigging myself up. I'm just saying this is the way it happened. That's why Matchroom is what it is today. Here's something. I'd like to just say this, and I hope you've seen this picture. Do you remember seeing a picture at Matchroom of me on the wall, this one? I've seen it, yes. You remember that? It's a beautiful picture, right? Do you know I said to them that I want two things back because... I was unfairly treated. I said, I want back my picture and I want back the scorecards to the Ben fight. You know what happened? Barry was uh, persuaded to give me back my, my, my painting, which is worth 375,000 pounds. That's what it was worth then, 2013. That's what it was worth then. Okay. Uh, and they decided to keep, so we'll give him back the picture, but we're keeping the scorecard. So all you now is you have some numbers on a piece of paper. Oh, please. I, you know, Barry, who advised you to do that? I actually know, but I can't say, because it is a shameful. Call yourself businessman. You are the businessman. You are the accountant. You know, whoever else is in your team is running amok. Do you know what that means? Do you remember what that means? Running amok, Barry. It means everything that you've done, everything that you did, everything that you've given away, it's been trampled. And watch, it's going to continue. Chris, do you in some ways applaud your son's decision to come away from you in any way, shape or form? Applaud it. Yes. I'd be a fool to applaud it. When you when you walk away from your dad, it means you're it means you're not thinking, or it means you're being steered away from your dad. But you could look at that as him being his own man. Can you not? Being your own man is always always staying under the umbrella of your dad. Always stay under the umbrella of someone. In boxing, you've heard me say, I'm a goat. But I'm not, under, I'm, I'm not under my own umbrella. Mike Tyson is above me. Sugar Ray Leonard is above, is above me. Marvin Hagler is above me. Lennox Lewis is above me. Evander Holyfield is above, above me. I am GOAT. There are many GOATs. Do you understand? So when I say I'm GOAT, I still have to be under someone's umbrella. And let me tell you what, if you take all those names out, there's one goat, Muhammad Ali. Do you understand? I stay under the umbrella of someone. While my, while my son is boxing, stay under your dad. If you stay under me, you're gonna make more money. You're gonna make more money than Floyd Mayweather Jr. Now, now that sounds like, oh, well, he's just talking. Junior, think of it. Nobody else would probably understand this. 
But what have I said to you that's been wrong? I don't get it wrong. Not in boxing. And I know what I have for you. I know what you are. And you have no idea. You're listening to others. And those others, they used to work in, uh, they used to work in, in a, no man's land. You're listening to people who don't know. I'm your dad. You know, the love I have, when I say love, I don't mean, oh, love, love, love. I'm talking about, I would fight for you. Yeah, like I've done. I put my neck on the line for you. I put my money on the line for you. Even when you've done things you shouldn't have done, I forgive you for what you've done. I'm your dad. I'm never going to change no matter what you do. And for you to actually get on and make the money I know you can make, one, two, beat Canelo, who I know you can beat, you're only going to do it though through me. And again, I'm not bigging myself up. Experience is something you cannot buy. And if you could buy it, then you would have had it already. You know, across the spectrum, you have so many people who are incompetent. 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 And I'm still here smiling. And I tell you, I say, what? At the king, y'all look upon dreadlocks. I'm in a room. <laughs> Let me ask you, Chris, um, and I'm, it's something that I do talk to your, your son about or have done over the last two or three years. How different do you think his career would have been with one consistent trainer? One thing about Chris, we know that there has been three, maybe four people involved on that side. He's had one trainer, and it's been me. So when you hear him saying that my dad's never trained me, how do you think, how do you become what you became? It, you know, he tells people things which doesn't make sense. Don't buy it. Again, you know, you know, the performance against Yildirim, the performance against Nick Blackwell. Okay. Uh, I tried to get him this uh, GGG fight. That was about to happen. I thought, well, this is signed, sealed and delivered. I've got the person's word. All of a sudden, I've lost my pen. So he's called me a liar. Matchroom, they've, they've called me a liar. But the public know I've never lied. I've never lied to you. And the, the most obvious lie is when you're in a fight that you can't win. When you get up in a fight you can't win, it means you're not a liar. It means you're an honest man. We were, re we were ready, willing and able to have that fight. What would have happened at that time? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. If, if Junior had fought Gigi. Junior would have beaten Gigi. Junior would have beaten him. And you can know that from the performance you saw with Nick Blackwell. Because he would have been under pressure. And when Junior's on the pressure, you see the best of him. As soon as he walked away from me, there's no more pressure. I'm in that gym with him making sure he does that work. Making sure he's up in the morning on those hills. Tyrant, I'm the tyrant. When it comes to the gym, I'm the tyrant. The reason why we split, Junior, I'm going to tell you. I trained you too hard. You couldn't keep up. Well, yeah. I remember it being said, I'm too extreme. Well, that's why you were winning, when you listened. Can you get it back? I would say this, I can do all things, but you've got to come back under my watch. Yeah. And, and to do that, you have to have the humility to ask and then follow, follow the rules. Without rules, we go nowhere in this life. We just keep on running into brick walls. This is boxing. Something that you don't know anything about, Coogan. You are a reporter. You watch boxing. But you don't know boxing. You're no different from the promoters. It's no disrespect to you. It's just the truth. You are a spectator. You are a person looking in on. I am the person who is looking from it inside out. So that's why I am a master. I don't say so, I don't say so to big myself up. Just to let you know, Junior, and fighters out there, speak to those who know. The people who know are the people who have felt. Michael Watson killed me that night. 21st of September, 1992. He killed me. Meaning that I didn't have anything left, and I still came forward when I couldn't. Do you understand this? I, ki- I got killed that night. But being the entertainer that I am, because entertaining people is giving your all. So it's not just in showing heart. Yes, it is in speaking the King's, the king's English. It is in speaking the King's English. It is in being a gentleman. It is in people speaking... Uh, negatively about you and never going back to them because you know they're children. Children, that's what children do. They bark. I'm going to tell you a quote. The higher 
higher, the higher you soar, the smaller you appear to those who cannot fly. Who am I talking to? Who is it who can't fly? Who looks like, he talks like he's flying, you're not flying, you're on the ground. I'll give you another quote. Bob Marley, Bob Marley, the prophet of the Jamaicans. He says, it is a foolish dog who barks at a flying bird. Do you know the tune? It is a foolish dog who barks at a flying bird. Rat race. Look it up. Who are we talking about? Who was he talking about? The higher you soar, the smaller you appear to those who cannot fly. So who's barking? Who's barking at the flying bird? The guy who's walking on the ground who can't... How's he doing that? How's how he doing that? <laughs> Rastafari will tell your drug locks. Rastafari will tell you. Yeah? Chris, I, I hope you don't mind me asking this question, but... How is your relationship with Junior outside of the sport, outside of boxing? Outside of boxing, how is my, son, how is my relationship with him? Beautiful. I'm a dad. And a dad is always wrestling with his son. No, son, come this way. No, dad, let me do it this way. No, son, you've got to come this way because if you don't, this is going to happen. Oh, I'm going to do it my own way. It was a beautiful relationship. Son, just keep quiet. Let me, you know, just fight. Keep your head in the gym. Stay on the road. Stay away from poker. Stay, just, just keep focused. Everything will come to you. I will do everything for you. You don't need to do all of this. I'm the master at that. You are the master. Listen, I read a quote the other day in, um, well, it was in uh, some comments. You know, we've got a beautiful relationship. Junior is a silent killer, doesn't talk. And his dad is just there dancing, giving it large, talking it up poetry, philosophy, and smashing it. Beautiful relationship, Junior. That's what we had. That's what you pulled away from. <laughs> and it's still here. I'm always going to love you. I'm always going to love my children. But I can't, I, what I can't do is take you out of the gutter if you don't want to come. So, in your own time, or let me put it another another way. When you're ready, me there. Me not gonna wear dreadlocks. Me not gonna wear. <laughs> Chris, excuse me. My, my question was related to the, the current day in how your relationship is with Junior, aside from the boxing. That was my question. He's my son. I can't tell you anything more than the fact that I love my son. So I will do anything for my son. But where I volunteered all those years, he wanted to go away. So I have to wait for him to have the humility to say, Dad, you know what? Let's maybe get back on track because, yeah, it's really not going too well this way. Losing to... I can't even call his name. Losing to people like that? And again, no disrespect, but Junior, is a, he was a superior fighter. All you've got to do is look at what he did to Yildirim. Look at, look at the performance of Nick Blackwell. Look at, look, look at the firepower. Look at the ferocity. 
Look at the viciousness. Look at the speed. It's not even fair for, you know, it's, it's not even fair for a fighter to have speed to fight someone who is technically skilled. Because however many times I may hit a fighter with my technical skill, being able to move side to side, and, and for every one time I strike a fighter with speed, he strikes me four to five times. Perfectly seen in the fight I had against Joe Kawasaki. It's not fair. And I want to jump up like a little boy and say, it's not fair. <laughs> Junior has, sorry, had speed. He had power. He had foot movement, ferocity, explosive. He had everything under my watch. Okay? Incompetence is, not, is now what surrounds him. Now, I'm not having a go at anybody. Okay? If anything, I would say this. What does that mean? If you take on a trainer and the trainer carries a firearm through the airport, he is incompetent. Again, I'm not, I'm not having a go at him. I'm saying to you, if anyone does this, it's incompetence. <laughs> I'm not, I, I, you know, I love him. I love him. But the action was incompetent. And in life, if you're incompetent over here in your life, you're going to be incompetent in the most important parts of your life. That's the way it follows. So when, when you're taking the advice, young fighters, from promoters on boxing, you're being incompetent. They don't know what they're talking about. Just like Coogan here, when he starts talking to you about boxing, he doesn't know anything about boxing. What happens in the squared circle is what we know. It's what I know. It's what I teach. Are you saying I don't have the warrior's code, Chris? You may know it. You may know the warrior's code, but have you, have you had to effect it? You haven't had to. Absolutely not, no. That's right. And if you don't know, you just don't know. You just don't know. Oh, so they make fun of me, uh, the warrior's code. You know, oh, and, and they impersonate my voice. You know what I had to do? I had to upgrade my language. So, you know, what the people who impersonate me, and I'm grateful for the impersonation because you keep my name alive, one. Two, it's the greatest form of flattery is impersonation. So thank you for that. What they don't know is as follows. English, the King's English, is my second language. I'm a Jamaican. I had to learn how to speak the King's English. Which is why I say to these youngsters, you have to speak so the people understand. You can't, you can't be talking uh, like you're a ghetto youth. Not to a nation of people who don't understand you. That's a moron. We can't raise morons. We've got to raise upstanding members of the community who contribute and not cost society. Men are deal with no foolishness, Jadlas. Men are deal with no foolishness. That's foolishness. We're not dealing with that. We've got to walk straight and we have to be intelligent. We have to shut our mouths. We have to stop using bad language. We have to follow the Queen's example. What is that? Speak well. Have manners. Bad language in front of your elders is rude. And if you're rude, you're an idiot. 
Remember, say, I'm me, tell you that. If you are using bad language where there are your elders, then you're, then you're, yeah, idiot. And numpty is a word you'd make. Don't be, avoid the numpties. This actually reminds me of some advice you gave me probably around 10, 11 years ago. Because um, you really had an issue with some of my bad language. And uh, I remember speaking to my mother about it and she, <laughs> she made you write within a split second. But, um, I remember you telling me you remember, Do you remember that? Yeah? Yes, I do remember that. But Coogan, if your mother's telling you something, how is it you're not following it? Okay, so even if you don't follow it, you know it's right. Okay, another view... If your mother's teaching you this and you're not following, okay, but would you teach your own children to be using this bad language? Absolutely not. Okay, so they show you who they are by their fruits. Their fruits is what they have, how they speak, how they walk, who they talk, who they talk to, sorry. People show you their fruits. So when I hear the numpties, they sound like numpties. Can you imagine? Nigel Ben says he hates me on national television. I'm thinking to myself, hold on, this guy here, he's not thinking. How can he hate me? He doesn't even know me. This is boxing. He told me right there and then that I was going to beat him. I'm like, wow, this is like, I can just walk in here and take this championship because this guy is not thinking. Just as an aside, I don't think I put this in the book. Do you know when I knew I was going to beat him? I mean, for sure. It was at the end of the first round. I threw two shots and my left, my left went over his head and he lifted me up. And when he was lifting me up, I was saying, he can't be lifting me up. That means he hasn't learned or he hasn't listened because one of the first lessons is when someone has their weight on top of you, just go limp. Because if you try to strain up, you're burning out so much energy. That's when I knew I was going to win the fight. You have to listen to common sense. Fighters. Fighters, boxers, you have to listen to common sense. It works. What doesn't work is bravado. Or I'm going to do it. And I, you know, machoism. I know what I'm, I'm going to do it my way. No, you're not. You're going to fail. And in boxing, when you fail, it's, it travels with you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Unfortunately, Nigel, you may not have seen it since because I can't think that you watched that interview because it's so embarrassing. You saying that you hate me? Nigel said some awful words to me live on national television. Here's the point. When you talk to the public, Will what you say age well? If it's not going to age well, then don't say it. How do you know whether it will age well or not? Would the Queen, would Queen Elizabeth II be okay with your language? If she wouldn't, don't do it. Arguably one of the most important celebratory days in the history of this country was Queen Elizabeth II last Jubilee. The heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury, was not invited. It is simply because of his bad language. And talking down to people. 
Otherwise, he would have been there. He wouldn't have been at the front and center as I was put there by the queen herself. Otherwise, how could I have got there? When I say these things, you've got to fact check me because otherwise you think I'm crazy. Yeah, well, you know, there's no way he was at the front of the four buses of national treasures where you have Cliff Richard who's always at the front for the last four, five uh, jubilees, 50 years. He's been there every year. How is it I'm at the front and he's behind or next to me? I'm front and center. I don't use bad language. I follow the prerequisites of Queen Elizabeth II. She was my mon monarch. I look up to her. She was my beacon. As, as, as uh, same for my parents. Queen Elizabeth II was the beacon to our parents. Coogan. That's right. And when it comes to Great Britain, Great Britain, I can proudly say I am a Great Britain. I didn't tell you this. Actually, I was in mid-flow. I was saying to you that I had to actually change up my speech because obviously being impersonated by these counterfeits, what they don't understand is that you only speak English. English is my second language. My first language is Patois. So I, I had to learn how to speak correctly. Now, here's what's really nice. All those fellows who are impersonating me, they can't do the two. They can do the English. Oh, I don't even have to act it. It's me. <laughs> Sorry. The warrior's code. I am strong, the warrior. Yet my sleep is fragile. My wisdom, an amalgamation of precedent. Yet my decisions cannot be based on the frailties of men. The warrior. is strong. Again, his sleep is fragile. His wisdom, an amalgamation of precedent. He doesn't dream of frontiers. He only sees horizons. The true warrior knows, accepts, and embraces, above all, integrity, which is his course in life, reason, and the application of reason, which is his only weapon. That's why I don't come back at you children. And forgiveness, I forgive you. The one true cleansing virtue. And only when one can fully absorb these most divine of all virtues can one at last see how impossible and futile it is to put up with the nonsense coming out of the mouths of you people who are supposed to be bringing up the next generation of people. Don't and stop speaking nonsense. So I've had to switch up and make them know, say, well, that way they can't impersonate me and make fun of me because to speak my language, that you couldn't do. And if you can, oh, I look forward to seeing that. And if you can do that, I'll, I've got another one to bring up. You've got to learn to dance and move with the rhythm. And that's in the soul. And that you don't have. You're going to have it, dreadlocks. So sit down and ski where you're there. You're rank. You're rank.
Chris, just the final one before I do let you go. And this is kind of um, following on from a uh, conversation you're having with Gareth there. It doesn't seem like... It doesn't seem like you're a fan of the upcoming fight between Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk for the undisputed heavyweight championship. You know, for all who are listening to this broadcast, why do you think that is? If I don't have any interest in this fight, why do you think that is? You'll get a clue from, you'll get a very big clue from Mike Tyson. You'll get a very big and clear clue from Lennox Lewis. If Floyd Mayweather would tell the truth, you'd get a clear message from him as well. You've got to learn the art, not just talk the talk. Boxing is not about personalities. Oh, he's got a really nice personality. Oh, I like him. No, can you fight? That's what I had to come through. You had to be able to fight. What is that? That's boxing. You've got to know how to box. Fighting is an offshoot. When you can't beat a guy by using the boxing skill, then you put your hands down and you run into him run into him, just like Steve Collins did to me in that second fight. He ran at me because there's no other way to beat me. You've got to have heart. And when you're chasing money, <laughs> you can't have that heart. Yeah. Why doesn't that apply to Tyson Fury or Alexander Usyk? Or are you not saying that specifically? Clearly, clearly. Well, you, you see... Now, now, you asking me this question shows me that you know nothing about boxing because it's so obvious you can't see it. And, and I'm not going to put myself in a position where these people will say, oh, he is criticizing. I'm not criticizing. I'm, you know, I, I love you all. But in terms of your standards, it is... <laughs> the bar is low. It is low. And, and asking me questions on why I wouldn't watch a fight is because the caliber is too low. Again, you're talking from a person on the inside. We have to raise the standard of our fighters in order... I want to enjoy... I love boxing. I'm in love with boxing. I gave my life for it. Okay, I showed you that. That means I want to be entertained, but I can't be entertained. How am I going to be entertained if these guys are being trained and they're maneuvering the minds of these young boxers with money and no skill sets? Grit, grit, where's the grit? Shamefully, you know, the women who are boxing are showing, are showing grit, and which... You know, it's like, you guys, start looking at the women. Which is a mindless thing for me to be saying. Because the, the, the dignity of the female should be protected at all costs. That's how I grew. And it's the women who are showing heart. What, what is this here? So, I, I'm, you, know, you know, what are we coming to? Are we coming to a female Rocky? Where, where the, nose, the, blood is, the nose is being broken, the, the blood is splattering all over the place. She, you know, she's taking body shots. You know, she's wincing and she's grimacing. 
and the audience is saying, oh, isn't it? Um, oh, this is so inspiring. We can't come to, please don't let it come to that. Please don't let it come to that. Please don't let it come to that. Because that's where we're heading. That's backwards. How is it Europe is like this? Europeans are like this. They teach you, you, they, you let's go backwards. Let's, let's make it so boys can be girls and girls can be boys and there's no difference between the two. There is a difference. We are the same, but we are different. You know, our position, our jobs as young men is to protect the dignity of the female. And the female is the warrior. She's bearing children. Something that a man cannot do, which puts into perspective what is it then? If a man cannot have a baby, then all of this sexual activity is deviancy. Stay beautiful, stay a man. Don't try that rubbish, that foolishness. Don't try that. You'll never ever be forgiven. Yourself will never forgive you. Remember, I was in that fight, I got knocked down. My spirit, if you could hear it talk, it would have been saying, you dare stay down here. You get up and you walk back into that fire. That's who you are. That's who we are. <laughs> Rastafari, tell you that. Remember say me, tell you. Okay? Okay. Chris, um, much appreciate your time. It's been too long. I found that very educational, inspiring and uh, motivating for a, a Thursday morning. So I appreciate that. I've got to ask, what, there is one thing that's been playing on my mind. How is your health? You mean my shape or my mental health? Your mental health. Well, what do you think? You've now interviewed me. What I say to people is this. If you're hearing a story from someone, then I may sound crazy. But if you're with me, there's nothing to actually misdiagnose. I will agree with that. Well, if you would agree with it, you tell them. No, Chris is just... He's just on point. I'm not going to say I'm intelligent. I'm just going to say I'm a normal guy. But I speak the truth. They talk about crazy. I'll tell you why they... That's why I say you've got to fact check me. Because if you tell someone that you were at the front of the four buses of the National Treasures, if you tell them that you're a 19-time world champion, if you tell them that you're actually a marshal sworn in in the court of law in the United States, if you tell them that you've spoken at Cambridge University, you were the, uh, the patron of the Cambridge University Amateur Boxing Club that that year in 2005 they beat Oxford 9-0 when I was patron, when I trained them over only a period of six fights. If you tell people that, if I tell people I've won six Best Dressed Men Awards, if I tell people that I catwalked for Vivian Westwood, if I tell people all the things I've done... They may call you crazy. Not me, they say, no, he's got to be nuts. But so you have to fact check me, fact check. Otherwise, yeah, I guess if someone was telling me that I had done all those things or that he had done, I would say, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. What's it, what, do they, what do they say? Um, uh, the geese is a porky. He's a porky. Or he tells porkies. Porky pies lies, yeah. Okay, okay. all right, so there you have it, okay. Uh, you know, uh, lost, we lost our pen. We didn't lose our pen. 
we don't lie. I don't deal in lies. Because the first stanza of If by Rudyard Kipling starts and says as follows. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired of waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies. Hated or being hated, don't give way to hating. I passed those four prerequisites with flying colors. I didn't get involved with the lies. And everything that those of you out there have said about me, all of those things are going to be shining right back at you. You know why? I know where the bodies are. That's right, I'm the one who survived to tell the truth. And what can you do? You can't do anything. Why? Because I speak from my king, not from my advisor. All the time you're talking to your advisor, you're going to be ordinary, trying to be extraordinary. You're not. And the first thing that shows that in a man is his language. Sague, dote boy. Chris, Tafar, Eubank, Senior, thank you very much for your time. Um, much appreciated. And uh, no doubt, obviously, we'll catch up again, uh, hopefully not too long. Harlem, the gold Eubank, he is the one to come through to go on and conquer the world, and I'm going to be there with him. So all the time you see him, you're going to see me. And when you see me, I'm going to, I'm going to make you smile. I have one or two poems for you or one or two philosophies, or it's going to show you the magic. I just, it just came with me. I don't know how, it just did. It's all in the name, Christopher Livingstone. You bank on me. Rastafari reach dreadlocks. I just saw. Mr. Newbank, thank you very much. An absolute pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.